0: There's a revolution taking place right now. Talent and intelligence are equally distributed throughout the world, but opportunity is not. The talent economy, the idea that at the center of work is the talent, is the individual. The way we work has changed forever, and highly skilled talent is demanding flexibility around the way they work and the way they live. This podcast brings together thought leaders, staffing experts, and top talent to talk about the evolving nature of work and how companies can navigate these changes to remain competitive, drive innovation, and ensure success. Welcome to the Talent Economy Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Labby, Chief People Officer at TopTel. In 2009, Web Summit was founded a conference that brings together the people and companies redefining the global tech industry. With past Web Summit speakers consisting of the likes of Stephen Hawking, Elon Musk, Al Gore, and Bono, it's clear the Web Summit has become a critical meeting place for the tech community. Our guest today, Katie Bolger, joined Web Summit staff in 2018. As Community Lead Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Program Manager, Katie develops and implements the global DEI strategy for Web Summit and has created new programs that have been specifically designed to serve groups that are underrepresented in tech, one of which we are sponsoring today at the TopTel Women in Tech Lounge. Katie is here to tell us more about her role in this year's Web Summit. Thank you for joining us, Katie. Thank you for having me, Michelle. I'm so excited. This is my first Web Summit, as I told you, and it's amazing. Um, so this year's Web Summit... Not surprisingly, sold out faster than ever before. I think I read there's 75,000 attendees. That's right. It's crazy. Congratulations on that success. So, how are you doing amid the frenzy of throwing this event attended by all of these people from around the world?
1: Yeah, we're good. Like, our whole year kind of builds up to these moments, you know, between our event, Web Summit, we have other events around the world. These are our big moments, you know. So while it's busy and it's hectic and there is frenzy around it, this is our like our Christmas, you know. And especially since we've been moving to a lot of remote based work, especially after the pandemic, uh, when we see each other on site, it's it's kind of like a school reunion. It's a, a really brilliant team that bring the event together. So now that we're all here. It's a, it's a big moment, and of course, we're always just so proud of, of what's happening. So it feels very good. So welcome to to yes. Lisbon.
0: Welcome to Web Summit. Yes. the buzz has been amazing. I mean, yeah. people are just excited, mm-hmm. and just the energy here is just amazing. Yeah, it's very so nice. It's crazy. So can you briefly explain to our listeners um, what the mission is of Web Summit and its role in promoting and unifying the tech space?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I can kind of speak to it in terms of the work that I do. Yeah, we really sort of position ourselves as like you know conveners of leaders and entrepreneurs and we are a global event series so really what we try to think about is you know who are we bringing together of course at the core of that is we try to consider you know the next big thing in tech it's it's too late to be talking about what happened yesterday or today, it's it's always thinking about what's next and, and who are the people that are making those things happen we bring together investors and founders of course we have our partners and it's just about getting everybody in the room Like at our core it's about making meaningful connections and within my work I want to make sure that those connections represent diverse perspectives to all different types of people, obviously TopTel are our sponsor for women in tech as well so it's really important for us that we do everything we can to remove any barriers and to kind of support the needs of the various attendees that we have at the event.
0: So how many people work for Web Summit? We are,
1: I believe, just under 200 staff at the moment. Okay. Yeah, so we we have, you know, our, our main, like our headquarters are in Dublin, but we do have staff all over the world, especially that we're doing remote working. But we have like a core team in Dublin, and then we have cohort in... Toronto in London and in the Hong Kong as well so we do we have staff everywhere it's it's nice it's
0: good yes it's like a reunion here since Toptale's a fully remote company I don't see many of these people I have met I have not met many of these people before so yes it's really exciting to yeah see people and definitely it's new for us because
1: before we were you know working late hours in the office we would see each other all the time by the time you get to the event you're so focused on the event and I think there's this other side of things for us as staff now as well as that when we see people here that we work with it's it is just an added kind of bonus for us we're doing the work but we're doing it with people that we've worked with all year and potentially haven't seen face to face so it's really nice there's been lots of hugs this week oh
0: that's (laughs) awesome so I'd love to talk to you um, more about your experience with the company so Mm -hmm. you started as head of volunteers Mm -hmm. And then moved into the role of community lead for diversity, equity, and inclusion program manager. So in August of 2020. That's right. Yeah. So why did you feel Web Summit, um, you know, why do you feel this role was critical to having a successful event? And what are some of the impacts?
1: Yeah. Yeah it's I feel like potentially maybe to the outside world an unusual move to move from the volunteer space yes. and to then into what I do now, but when I joined a web summit i it was a good fit for me to work with the volunteers because I had a background in working for nonprofits and we had been running what I had been doing before was kind of focusing on campaigning and how the public would be educated in 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 various campaigns right and It was all about people and how people digest information and things like that and it it made sense that we would start working that I could start working with the volunteers at Web Summit because they are ambassadors here at the event as well they are the kind of communicators of all the information and so I kind of was working with them but of course when the pandemic hit we moved so much of our work online including hosting online events that actually unfortunately there wasn't the need the physical need for our for volunteers anymore it gave us time to sit back and think about where else can we put work in. I have a Master's in Equality Studies and a lot of the work that I have done previous to Web Summit has been focused around people and how people come together, how communities are built, how they work together and things like that. So it gave us the time to step back and say, we actually could do with putting a lot more energy into this work. So we already had this existing Women in Tech program, which is so exceptional, but what we really wanted to be able to do is look at who are the women like women are not just one being right everything is intersectional people come from different backgrounds you know women have different religions women are from the lgbt community women are black women are asian you know we had to think about who are our women in tech and from there it kind of spurred us on to like looking at the dei at large in the business and how we can kind of remove barriers to access for various groups and various communities so It was nice for me, I felt like I knew our people well because our volunteers are our future attendees, they're our future partners, they're our future startups, right? So I kind of felt like I knew them personally already and then it allowed us to kind of explore, okay, how do we serve people better and how do we bring people, to use the cliche, how do we put a seat at the table for all people at this event? And so that's how the kind of move was made.
0: So are your volunteers local, or do they also come in from other countries? Yeah, volunteers at Web Summit travel from all over the
1: world. They are majority Portuguese, for sure. But they travel from all over the world, I think, in 2019. They were from 37 different countries. It was very impressive and we also have like a loyal kind of following of volunteers who will come to all of our events so they'll be at Collision in Toronto we have seen them at Rise in Hong Kong and then you know they join us again in Lisbon so it's a nice community in itself the volunteer program for sure.
0: And the role that you took on was that a new role for the company? Yes it was. Oh, wow! Okay. I joined, so you helped develop it?
1: Yes I will say that the Women in Tech program has existed for since 2015 and that was something that I was able to just join and work with my colleagues on there's been some amazing work happening up until now for sure and then kind of to just explore our thoughts around really it was to explore race as well in particular especially as a European event and we represent all Europeans you know that it was really important for us to look at that too so there were already like incredible communities like we have a student community and we have a program a new program this year our scholarship program Um, and we have a developer community but it was more about kind of considering the wider web summit community and that would kind of cover all kind of attendees whether they're speakers or founders or partners it was more looking at them in a broader way like who are our people and why are they here so it yeah it was a nice kind of natural progression i think
0: oh that's awesome yeah i love that so you you came into this role in the height of covid then yes and were events being done online yes okay So, you know, you have that and this economy is kind of a roller coaster right now. So, how has your role evolved then? Yeah. Well, you know, I suppose when I think about it, it was
1: potentially easier for us to address DEI uh, kind of strategies when we were online because part of creating like an inclusive event or an inclusive space is about removing barriers to access. And when you're online, there is already some barriers to access removed, right? People don't have to travel. They don't have to pay for accommodation. Like, we're not seeing people kind of getting here as, like, as the first step. So when it came to reaching out to underrepresented communities in tech and working within with cities that we work with, it was, it was much easier to kind of give access in that respect. But... As we've kind of come back to, to live events, it's really opened up the conversation about how we partner with communities, how we partner with our own like official partners to con- continue to remove barriers and to bring people in. So our Women in Tech program is like a perfect example of that. Um, we do we run a ticket initiative for our Women in Tech c- community. Uh, one thing I really like about it is our tickets are given in pairs, so they buy tickets in pairs oh. at a discounted price, yep. uh, and it means that for every woman that comes. She will bring another woman with her, so it's like a—it's kind of a community that's grown from tiny little communities in themselves. So that's a great idea. It's lovely. I, I, it's, its one of my favorite things about the program is that women are coming in pairs. You know, yeah, that's yeah. very
0: smart. Yes, it's good. Great idea. So I know you've developed a company-wide program for equity and inclusion. How does this program work? You know, I think when we look at
1: our company at large and we think about how we would implement like a program that is equitable it is not a one-person job it is not for me to solve problems it's for us to assess ourselves and to be led by our community. so first and foremost any actions that we take any programs that we build any quote-unquote, problems that we try to solve has to be guided or kind of led by the community. So, for example, we want to ask women what they need to see at an event like ours so that we can learn to create a program and a community that is served by us to the community. If, we, if we're not listening, we're not doing it right. But then if we don't uh, inform our own staff we can't do it right either. We're a team and I'm sure you can imagine it takes the entire team to make this work the way that it does, this event work the way that it does and so... We put a huge amount of work into kind of empowering our own staff to feel comfortable with addressing issues around race, around gender, around religion and how we kind of open up conversations, how we create spaces that are safe and accessible for all communities. So we've done company wide training in the past. We have a DEI working group that we've built where people kind of join every couple of weeks and they talk about what their teams are doing where they want to go, how they want to do things, and how they feel they can address certain problems. This is not like a one person or one team. There's a community team, of course, and I, I work with amazing women, actually, who kind of help to build out these programs. And it's not necessarily down to the team itself because we wouldn't be able to achieve what we do without all the other teams kind of you know, working towards it too. So it really is a company-wide goal to to kind of build the this kind of diverse and inclusive
0: space and community. And I assume, you know, are you, is that one of the things that if you're hiring people, that's a very, I'm sure that's a big selling point to a lot of folks.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I guess like as the community, as the, as the company gets older and as the com- company kind of grows, like things become more important, become part of our ethos. And definitely, certainly since we've been doing more training and kind of empowering our staff with this type of thing, you can see that it's kind of ingrained within our staff, so it's just it's just another part of how we work, and people feel good about it. I think you know it's not for us to like pat ourselves on the back. And go, it's, just a, you know? it's part of your DNA and it's yeah. part of your culture. Well, that's exactly it. Like and, and like we really, it's the type of thing. I'm sure you've been over to Alti Arena, like in the center stage. Like every time I walk in there, I have this feeling of I can't believe. It's, it's all of us that did that. You know, you think about all the people you work with. So within, proud. You feel so proud. And it's just another part of our DNA. Is like, and we have a little bit of tech program. And we focus on, you know, underrepresented founders within our startup community. And, you know, there's all these and, and, ands now that are part of our DNA. And, it, yeah, it's really nice. It's something for us to be proud of, but to always work on to, to not settle. Like, we have to keep uh, learning and kind of moving on it.
0: So we were talking a little bit about accessibility and special rooms for mothers yeah. and, and people with small children, which, yeah. you know, I think I said to I was surprised that I'd seen so many, you know, toddlers, babies yeah. at the event this yeah. year. So I'd love to discuss also some accessibility features that you have at this year's Web Summit. So can you kind of tell me what... Will you have available to folks
1: yeah I mean look accessibility is something that we always can improve on always and we always want to work on um, but this year we have uh, Carmen on our team has been doing some incredible work to make sure that we're considering as much as we can and within our limits you know what we can do so we have um, pieces in place to make sure that we have gender neutral bathrooms everything is accessible within our bathrooms and within our building Um, but like you mentioned we have seen for the first time uh, mothers of babies at this event Um, and babies attached to their mothers walking through the event floor I'm sure in the past we've seen one or two but I feel like I am seeing more than I can count I'm hearing like like I hear (laughs) it all the time I'm turning around going
0: where is this toddler or this baby
1: yes it's uh, it's new for us and it's 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 some it's noticeable so we have in place a room for parents where they can go if a mother is breastfeeding if a baby needs to take a nap if somebody needs to prepare some food for their baby microwave changing table things like that we have a space for them and we also have kind of a multi-use quiet space as well for people who may love to use it for prayer they may love to use it if they just need some space or some calm maybe the lights are too much there's a, there's so many things that happen with this oh, yeah. event that are overwhelming at at best, you know, so it's great for us to be able to offer just a place where people can take some time, reset and get back into the event. So we, we do our best and but like I say, we can always do do more
0: in everything that we do. So we're always looking to kind of to do to do more. Great. So as someone who works in the inclusion space, did you have specific goals this year for attendance and a speaker lineup?
1: It's something that we always think about. One thing that we've started to do, and maybe you might have noticed yourself, when you when you get your ticket to our event, it's through our app. And one of the first options when you sign into our app is to fill out an identity survey. Before, um, in the past, I guess we hadn't been capturing as much data as we could. And, you know, if we don't have the data, we can't move the dial, right? Because we don't know where we started and we don't know where we're going to finish, you know. I don't believe we'll ever finish. I think it's something that we should always be working on so for me it's to understand more about our work and who our people are and how we can serve our communities better Um, and so for me it's about looking at everything and learning and taking it in and looking to the next event so goals necessarily are more about intentions and we've all of our teams really set their own intentions about how they they work and we assess them after
0: every event and see what we can do better. Is that just curious i mean i feel like i get scanned a lot here
1: mm-hmm. oh so, yeah is
0: that data collection is that security is it a combination
1: yeah it helps us the the scanning like when you enter a stage when you enter a lounge a booth it allows us to do things safely it allows us to understand the flow of people how many people we can expect at different points in different days and it gets us to understand for example in the women in tech lounge who is attending the women in tech lounge are they all women you know our our wider communities are you know our our men our are is it more mothers you know it allows us to understand how the spaces are being used so that we can kind of develop them better and kind of just it's it's always about event experience you know like at our core again like is the meaningful connections if we know who's in the rooms we can build it better right so yeah
0: so we're just we're always learning here so a lot of that
1: is, is yeah for that. i
0: noticed because when we opened yesterday when we kicked off the women in tech lounge i yeah. know that there were some men standing inside and we're like come in yeah have a cup of coffee yeah. even though it's the women in tech lounge sure. you're completely everybody's welcome yes totally. so um yes it's a celebration like the women
1: in tech lounge is more a celebration that like the, the community is growing, and so we do need a lounge for our women in tech, but it's not exclusive, right? Yeah. It's for everyone, for sure. We had a baby in there today. Yes, so, you I know. saw him. Yes. I saw him. I think his name is Harry. I saw him. I'm asking all the baby names at yes.
0: the moment. Clearly as a new mom. <laughs> yes, that's <as> me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so how do you go about ensuring that the event itself reflects your priorities and culture?
1: Yeah, again, like it's around the intentions for, for our teams, we when we know more about who our people are and who our communities are and how they use the event and what we can do better then maybe we can set some like you know some goals but at the moment it should be like you say in our dna and in our intentions and for me i'm happy when i feel that our staff is empowered to do this work and that they feel comfortable in doing this work or that it's just being considered in our day to day it's about us kind of working as a team the community team put so much work into kind of building our student our student uh community the developer community it's about just understanding things so for me it's we're always listening right and like our community team work very closely with our support team they know what our attendees are asking all the time and what people need to know and how they how they kind of can navigate our events so for me I feel like we're doing well when we're listening and when we're putting into action kind of the needs. Like I say, everything needs to be community-led, whether that's, you know, our attendees at large or, or a smaller group within it. But if we're listening,
0: we're doing well. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, Web Summit is like, the, you, this is your event, mm-hmm. and it's the DNA of event, but there's a ton of companies here with yeah. their own culture. Yeah. And you kind of have to make sure that everyone yeah, fits together and
1: it flows and... I think so, and I think, like... It's our event, but it's their event too, you know. Everybody yeah. has a stake and everybody puts a lot into it. I think, you know, this is, a, like I say, it's like our Christmas is the big part of our year. But for many of the companies out here, it's their Christmas too, you know. it's uh, there's, there's so much work goes into it from every side, whether it's a speaker coming whether it's you know our startups especially like this is this is a big one for startup founders to come and pitch their businesses to potential investors we did a pitch we, we had did. some women in tech great. Uh, in the tech
0: lounge yesterday we had some people pitching great yes yeah. and new like startups.
1: that's it like it's big for us but it's big for everybody else too you know so i think when we are if we're keeping that in mind we're doing a good job because it is important to our attendees and our wider community as it is to us, and I think
0: that's something we should keep in mind. Yeah, great. Well, what? One last question for you. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. <laughs> what is your favorite part of Web Summit? Um, you know, my favorite
1: part is—is is this very cheesy to say? It's our team. No. We, I mean, I can say the community team, but. I also, as a member of the volunteer program, was a part of the production team. I feel like I've I've gotten to know so many people over the years that I've worked here who all do incredible work. And it's something to be so proud of. Like Every person's role is as important as the next. And I think we all have an understanding and a respect for that, which is why things come together so nicely for us. It's because there's this respect and kind of, we're our own community, just to use the buzzword, you know, like I really do love, The team and I love everybody we work with. It's my favorite part of the event is that feeling afterwards that we did it, we pulled it off. You know, it's it's great. And I also do love the volunteers. I have to say, of course, that's where your (laughs) heart is. Yes, it is. These the volunteers like we've we have over the years had thousands of volunteers that take part at this, and it means as much to them as their work means to us. You know, we couldn't pull it off without them, and at the same time, like. They they get a huge like a really nice experience. They get full access to all the talks. They get to meet all the startup vendors, and you know they get to mingle. And, and it's a it's a it's a very nice like mutual relationship we have. But they they really they smile at every person and they chat to everybody and yeah. So our crew like our staff, our the volunteers. staff are amazing, yeah. and the
0: people even walking around our booth helping us checking That's in. It. They're That's just it. like. They're so excited to be here. So totally. you can feel the energy here. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: And our, like, I keep—I have to add on all these like people that, that build this event. But you know, we have contractors that come back year on year as well. Like, the team grows and the kind of family grows. You know, so it, like I say, after the pandemic and everybody being away from each other, we were back last year, but this year we're really back. You know, uh, everybody feels so much
0: more comfortable, and it's just my favorite part about the event is the people for sure. Katie Bolger with Web Summit. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here next year and actually to see you in Collision <laughs> yeah, in Toronto. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for listening to The Talent Economy. I'm your host, Michelle Labby. You can find much more information about The Talent Economy on staffing.com and toptel.com slash insights. Hubs for bold, comprehensive content featuring business thought leaders and authoritative research focused on the future of work.